For Arizona Public Media, I'm Leslie Tolbert, Regents Professor Emerita in Neuroscience at the University of Arizona, and this is Arizona Science. Our guest today is Laura Condon, Assistant Professor in Hydrology and Atmospheric Sciences. Laura's an expert in issues around water sustainability. Thank you for joining us. Thanks for having me. You started modeling water sources and sinks, I guess would be a way to think about it, mm-hmm. in the context of national climate models. Mm-hmm. When did you start to realize that there were aspects of water availability that just weren't part of the models? Actually, even before going back to grad school, I worked uh, as an engineering consultant for a while. I worked for the federal government for a while. And I just felt like a lot of the things we were doing were really surface water based. And I wanted to know how we could better incorporate groundwater into that. And of course, there's been people building groundwater models for a really long time, and that's a whole field of study. But a lot of times when we're thinking about things from the land surface and the atmosphere, then we kind of forget about the groundwater. So I wanted to learn more about how you can actually incorporate all these things together. So there were two fields of work being yeah. done, but the two weren't talking to each right, other. Right, right. And your goal was to bring what was known about groundwater mm-hmm. into these models. So had people in the models before you started to work on them just assumed an infinite source of groundwater? In existing models, sometimes they'll assume that we just have some sink term, some loss to groundwater, or we do have some kind of an infinite reservoir, or we just say this is the size of the bucket under there. We've got this much water and you can pump from it. Um, And so that works for some things. It actually works really well, depending on what you're doing. If you um, are doing some sort of a water quantity, long-term planning, you think you know kind of like what you've got and, and you're not too worried about interactions. But where is it not good enough? Where it's not good enough is where you really need to care about groundwater surface water interactions. And of course, with my research, I would say you need to care about it a lot more places than we even think we need to care about it. But we know that groundwater and surface water are connected along surface water bodies. So we know that sometimes streams get water from groundwater, and we call that base flow. And we know that sometimes streams are losing water and infiltrating into the subsurface. And so if you want to get those exchanges right, you really have to be modeling them together. What are you able now to say that helps us in management of water that we wouldn't have known before you did your modeling? Just recently, we had a a paper come out where we looked at the impact of groundwater depletions on stream flows across the whole U.S. So because the really large-scale models we have don't include groundwater, we couldn't really characterize what all of this groundwater pumping has meant for streams across the country. So what we did was we took all of the depletions that have occurred over the last 100 years as a result of humans existing and pumping groundwater, and we run a simulation before that, and then we run a simulation after that, and we look at what the impact was to our surface water bodies. So what does this tell you about the future with with incorporating climate change? What we show with our modeling with, with human impacts and what we've shown with other integrated models is that groundwater is really, really important for how our systems respond to stress. So when we have big oscillations in in the climate, so we have something like a drought, then our stream flow might be sustained by base flow, meaning that it's groundwater that is now flowing into our streams because it hasn't rained in a long time. So groundwater is this really important buffer to our systems, and we know this. We've known this for a while. So the question is, okay, well, now that we've depleted a bunch of it, how much more sensitive are our systems going to be to stress in the future because we don't have the same buffer that we had 
a hundred years ago. That's a great way to explain it. The, the point is that we may be missing a lot of the significant changes that have already happened because the groundwater is yeah. buffering the changes. And in the future, it could be a very uh, serious situation before we expected it to be. Yeah, and so this is why I do computer modeling is because this allows us to do these what-if scenarios because so much when we think about things like groundwater that moves really slowly, changes really slowly, it's really hard and also it's hard to see, right, underground. <laughs> so we don't have great observations, so it's hard to understand what has happened over the last hundred years. So that's why we need these really big computer models so that we can play these what-if games and say, okay, if it was just the groundwater that changed, what would the impact of that be in isolation? We've been talking to Laura Condon about smarter ways to manage our water resources. You can hear this in all Arizona Science conversations at azpm.org slash Arizona Science. I'm Leslie Tolbert.